episode number three, I sit down with one of my favorite people, Rohini Elise, as we share stories from our own spiritual journeys and dive into some of our favorite moments from the Austin and Sedona summits of Fit for Service. There's just something about Rohini that makes you feel so comfortable, allows you to shed your walls and put your guard down. I feel this whenever I'm around her and felt it again as we recorded this episode. There is no doubt that this isn't her first lifetime doing this work, and I'm so honored to be walking this earth alongside such a beautiful soul. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Journey Podcast with Rohini Elise. Hello, hello. Hello. So nice to see you. Nice to see you too. How you doing? Super good. It's a good day. <laughs> yeah, good. What's making it so good today? Oh my gosh. Well, I just scootered my way home. Have you been on those little bird scooters before? I don't know what are. Oh, like the electric ones? Yeah, and you can just pick them yeah. up wherever. Oh, yeah. so fun. And they go like 17 miles an hour. Uh, so I was just cruising. Yeah. The sun was in my like hair and it was just it was so good <laughs> uh, I was in Paris a couple of years ago for a conference and I used it to ride all around town and yeah it was just so much fun such a great way to see the city yeah it's so fun and easy and it's like four bucks just to go anywhere it's great yeah um we uh you know we live in Costa Rica and uh we just moved into like a new house that's like more in town than the other ones we've had mm-hmm. and so we got bikes to get around and so I've been I mean, today I started oh, biking fun. around town and it's just so nice. Like you just see people, you know, you're like waving to them. I don't know. You're oh, so, much so more, happy. Yeah, so much more interaction with the real world when you're like on these mobile devices and not the, Yeah, not the a car. No. <laughs> do your kids have bikes too? Yeah, they do. So Max knew how to bike. He's seven and he biked to school today with me, like following him behind like a helicopter <laughs> parent, you know? <laughs> It was very cute. He was, he was so happy. Like I dropped him off and I'm like, how was it? He's like, just like smiled at me with like ear to ear. And it was just, he was so happy. And uh, our daughter, who's five, didn't know how to bike yet because we lived like in the countryside. So we didn't have like flat roads. So never had the opportunity to teach them. And yesterday we got her a bike as well. And I like took her 30 minutes and like taught her how to ride a bike. And yeah, so she's wow. learned how to swim in Costa Rica. And now she learned how to ride a bike in Costa Rica. Wow. All the core memories. So yeah. amazing. Really fun. Yeah. One of the, so what I did, like she was, she, like I knew she would know how to do it, but I was always like supporting like her and helping her balance. And then after like 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm just going to tell her she's got to like, so I held her and then I told her that, oh, that was all you. Like I gave her like the, this fake confidence and then her face lit up. She was like, it was. And then she like learned how to bike. Like it was mm. so interesting. Something there for that. Like, yeah, believing that you're doing it. <laughs> I totally saw it like in real, you know, in real time, like just tell someone, make them believe that they can do something. And she just learn how to bike just based on this belief that she could wow yeah. wow being a parent <laughs> yeah you learn so but... many things like it's exhausting and frustrating most of the time but <laughs> it has these like little nuggets of like wow this is cool just the universal truths right there yeah teaching your daughter how to ride a bike exactly well oh. thanks so much for joining me on the podcast um thank you for having me this is exciting it is exciting. I love following you. You're just such a, 
I don't know, like a burst of energy on social media. <laughs> I, I, I've cleaned up my feed this year. Like I unfollowed so many people and it's down, you know, I can scroll through my feed in a matter of uh, a few minutes, which has been really nice, but wow, love coming up again, like with your posts or your stories, like they're always so lively and pleasant and yeah, you bring a lot yeah. of joy into this world. Oh, thank you. That's the that's the goal kind of with Instagram now because it's changed from what I used to do. Now I'm like, well, if I'm going to be on this app, that is kind of like the algorithm kind of sucks and I might as well just spread little pockets of joy wherever I can because there yeah. can be a lot of dark stuff on there too. So I might as well just make it happy. <laughs> yeah. I think I shared this with you in person, but I remember like your intro video on Fit for Service so well because your story was so unique. Uh, do you want to share it a little bit? Um, yeah. I want to paraphrase you, so I'll let you. Yeah, it is unique. <laughs> I It's funny. I always thought that no one would be interested in it, like mm. going into fit for service. I'm like, people have such cool lives. Like, that's not interesting. Nobody wants to hear about how I got canceled. But then whenever I talk about it, everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Very fascinated because it is. It's such a unique thing for our society. This didn't used to happen. It's, it's well, it did, but just in a different way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, last year I went to Tulum for my birthday in January and COVID was still a thing, but it had been like a year of COVID and um, I wanted to go to Mexico. And so I did with some friends and um, some people in my audience didn't, didn't like that decision to travel. So um, it just turned into this, it really is like the loudest voice people will just jump onto that so if the comments are a bunch of positive comments then someone who might want to comment something negative usually doesn't but if it's all negative then people just jump in and like pile on so um it is kind of like the angry neighborhood mob like if you see someone mm. with a pitchfork yeah just gonna join in um which is what happened and so it just spiraled into this crazy crazy whirlwind of anger and pain and uh like I, I got all my contracts canceled for all the companies I work with. Um, they tried to get my friends that were on the trip with me fired. They leaked uh -huh. my home address and sent a letter, like a threatening letter to our house. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments and DMs and every, every name under the book. And people made videos about me um, and like my podcast reviews got tanked. So it was just, it was a complete like obliteration, I guess, of what social media used to be for me. Yeah. So um, I took a while off and that's when I really dove headfirst into my spiritual practices because I was drowning, mm -hmm. believing what other people said about me was true or I just didn't know. There were so many voices coming at me. So I was had to find my own voice. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's quite the, the way to a spiritual awakening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because I've learned and this also just resonates um, like in psychic readings and um, experiences I've had that in all of my past lives, I've been persecuted for sharing my gifts and it's been much more extreme in other lives. Like, you know, I'm sure I've been burned at the stake a couple of times and a lot of extreme things and this this lifetime it's just being canceled so <laughs> much <Yeah>. better <laughs> much much yeah. safer less painful yeah way more positive for sure <laughs> yeah so we're improving slowly yeah. um slowly. 
did you have a like a spiritual practice before that or was the the whole world more foreign to you and it just it's something that you stepped into following that period um that's a great question it's interesting because I was raised my parents practiced form of Hinduism called Siddhi Yoga um so I was raised hearing the mantra all the time um like I don't know if you know the Guru Gita, but my parents would play it like three times before I could watch cartoons on Sundays. Oh, wow. So I grew up um, hearing the mantra and praying before every meal and um, very much hearing about God in a, in a, like a holistic, like I remember my mom had a poster of all of the siddhas and all of the, the gods and goddesses and Jesus is there and Buddha. And I just remember learning about God in that way which I'm really grateful for um definitely was a great foundation and then but I, I turned away from it in middle school because it was weird and everyone mm -hmm. was going to church on Easter and my parents were chanting and meditating and it was just so weird <laughs> so I was like oh god that's so weird you guys I'm just gonna act like this is the worst thing ever um and then I, I suppose I started kind of meditating here and there before I got canceled, but it wasn't like a necessity. It was just, okay, we'll guide the meditation here and there, kind of more to say that I did it rather than mm. actually sitting in, um, in presence and feeling the benefits of, of all of it. And then, yeah, this last year has just been <laughs> upgrade yeah. after upgrade. Yeah, it's been the same for me with like, you know, once the pandemic started, we have a business like back in Montreal and you know, it's in the photography industry. So obviously it took a, a huge hit when the pandemic started. So I had a lot of anxiety and stress to deal with. And I was already sort of like beginning to walk that spiritual path, mm -hmm. but it really accelerated things. I just started meditating daily, doing yoga, signed up for ayahuasca, which went like <laughs> for a year ago, like started doing all of the things. And I'm so grateful, you know, as shitty as, you know, the last, parts of the last two years have been mm -hmm. has also been a blessing for a lot of people I think a lot more than you would think there are yeah definitely now look at you now you live in Costa Rica <laughs> your family exactly. so beautiful yeah it does feel yeah. like total just shook everything up and and people yeah. especially right now it feels like people are waking up to something very big and powerful Mm -hmm. do you have a, a practice now that you do daily or are you more intuitive you just kind of go with the flow with what you're feeling I love how you start going like this because that's me basically yeah. all the time <laughs> I don't I don't know if people will see the video of this I'm, I'm not sure about you know this will be on YouTube but we're swinging our shoulders side side. yeah just a nice flowy motion <laughs> um definitely more go with the flow at first I was very like meditate every day half an hour right when you wake up and that was what was serving me at that time um and now it's more it's more intuitive and it's it's like where can i just drop in in the way that feels the best um on that day so lately it's been um singing actually like singing little medicine songs um that come through in different melodies and it's like 10 minutes maybe i'll do like a little tobacco meditation and just see what songs come through and kind of feel where they are in my body and it really brings me right into presence. And I also take a bath every night. That's the other thing that just, oh, so good being in the water and I just sing and mm. <laughs> so, mm. so healing. And journaling is a big practice and writing poetry for sure. Mm. 
Beautiful. Okay. So I, I know the feeling of like intuitively, you know, like either saying something or music or, but I'm always curious, like, how do people describe it? Like, how does it feel in your body when you feel like something intuitively coming through you, especially something like singing without thinking ahead, what am I going to sing? Like, how does that feel in your body? Like, how do you, what does the guidance feel like? Is there a way that Ooh. you can describe it? Ooh, I love that question. Never thought about that. Um, hmm. I, it is kind of challenging to really drop into a place where I just let it come without judging it. Um, it's, I, I kind of have like a, a melody I always start with that you've heard. <laughs> it's um, the one that comes through in ceremony. And then I'll just like really close my eyes and usually I'll see some type of colors or things my third eye and I'll, I'll feel, it feels like I'm interacting with different parts of my body and each like part has a different note kind of. So I'll see like where it goes. Like if my throat is feeling a little sore blocked and there'll be like a note that is with that or like my root chakra or, um, I don't know. And also just the environment too. Like I was in the ice bath yesterday. First time I did that, I was incredible fucking Mm -hmm. incredible I see why everyone's obsessed with it um (laughs) but I got in a a bit of a competition and (laughs) so I was in there for 11 minutes and (laughs) but then a song started coming through and it's a different it was a different vibration than the songs in the hot water Mm -hmm. (laughs) that really makes sense it's hard to describe but when I'm in the bath it's like a certain vibration but when I was in the cold it was like a a different one so it (laughs) it's very interesting but it it does feel like my body is telling my voice where to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm learning how to play the flute. Actually, when we were in Sedona, wow. um, I, we were at one of the, the stores there. I walked around one time and saw the instruments, which you know I'm always interested in, but mm-hmm. didn't pick up anything. And then I went by a second time and down at the bottom, like near the floor, there was this like, beautiful wooden flute. Ooh. and I was like oh you're pretty so I just like picked it up <laughs> you're pretty I like you <laughs> yeah. and it, they had those little uh, plastic thingies that you could just try blowing into the flute mm-hmm. um so I tried it and made like the most beautiful note ever I was just like it like touched my soul I was like oh you're coming with me and then I checked the price <laughs> I'm like all right fuck it I'm, I'm <laughs> fuck still it. gonna <laughs> I'm still gonna get it um Ooh. so I've been you know practicing just like my technique of like you know closing the holes and getting my fingers used to it um but i'm still learning how to you know play it more intuitively and just like feel into what wants to come through but it's it's challenging because there's like a technical aspect to it as well like if you're not fingering the holes properly sorry for the the language (laughs) if you're not fingering yeah if you're not fingering the holes properly then you know yeah the notes just don't hit the same <laughs> exactly which you know, is the same in the other <laughs> oh i love i love all the sexual innuendos yes always... there was no way around it you know as i was expressing myself I'm like how can i go around this but no i realized <laughs> i'm just gonna just lean into it <laughs> yeah um but it's the same for me with talking um i've struggled with talking my entire life uh, really? I was always labeled as like the shy, quiet, and unintentionally, I, I feel like I was kind of villainized for it. Like, oh, why is Daniel so quiet? Why is he so shy? 
my parents would like press me for speaking more and you know I, I don't hold it against them today in case my mom is listening but um yeah it's something that I struggle with up until like this year like even going into fit for service I was like my voice and on all of the coaching group calls I'm like I struggle oh, yeah. to speak and like I finally realized like as I'm speaking I'm judging what I'm saying like in real time like my judge is like oh why'd you say that why are you saying this what are you gonna say next like I felt like I always needed to prepare notes for what I was gonna say and like read off the script like otherwise they would just fumble and so like the concept of like being more intuitive and you know speaking for, or playing an instrument from a place that's more guided and has less mind and thought put into it is something that resonates with me and also is something very new um yeah, yeah. so that's Absolutely. why i find it so interesting and i love to hear like what it feels like for people yeah and it i found i was feeling similarly like my throat chakra has always been blocked like it's always been the thing that if i would ever since I was little, my whole life, if I would start expressing my emotions, my throat would just like seize up and I'd start crying and it would just be like, <clears throat> like I could just feel it shut and I couldn't express anymore. And I'd, I have so much I'd want to say, but it just wouldn't come out. Um, and I found through singing and just tapping into that same area, uh, my speaking and like expressing my emotions, public speaking, sharing on calls, all of that has, has opened up to, um, it's yeah it feels very related because the same same for me on the coaching calls I, I was like oh <laughs> my throat just did not want to express <laughs> yeah then then like starting the podcast too has been like yeah look you at know, you like, now. I know right but like even the yeah. so you're my third you know recording and I feel like that the first one I was so nervous and so anxious mm -hmm. even though like it, it was with a life coach you know, who I worked with for a year and who's now a friend of ours. Like it was, it should have been easy, but I was so in my head about how I was going to come off and what I was going to say. And mm -hmm. I would like, he would ask me questions and I would just be like, I would, I would freeze, you know, I would answer in like one sentence. And anyways, mm -hmm. I, I've addressed it in my introduction and I'm, I'm glad I have, you know, in case anybody else feels that way. And then the second one was a little bit better, but I still felt a little bit. And now today I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write down a few questions, a few notes but really like have yeah, a more normal conversation, you know, mm -hmm. and it's this whole, like, so th the premise of the podcast in general is like, I feel like we all have magic inside of us. Mm -hmm. And as I tap into my magic and my powers, I realize that other people might feel inclined to do the same. And for me, the magic and the power has been just to be able to rewrite like who we are and how we show up in the world. Like it's mm. so simple, but like, I don't have to be like the shy, quiet one, you Ooh. know, and I'm not saying like, I want to go yes. run naked, you know, on the street, <laughs> like, you know, be crazy. Maybe I yeah. actually, if anything, like it's giving me an appreciation for like the quiet, calm energy that I have and that I can bring into this world. Yeah. And it's being just like really okay with it. And then using my voice, you know, at other times when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your energy is Oh, so beautiful in so many situations that's just been incredible so grounding so calm yeah thank you a gift. thanks um so what made you join fit for service in the first place like how did you everybody kind of has their story of how they they got to it yeah oh so fun love fit for service um 
I heard about it on Aubrey's podcast and when COVID first hit, um, I just left Washington, but I used to live there and it was, it's already quite depressing in the winter and then plus COVID and extreme lockdowns. And it was just terrible, which I'm sure many people can relate to. Mm -hmm. So isolated. Um, so yeah, I would say I was pretty depressed. So I would listen to Aubrey's podcast all the time. Like I would, I would not really go on social media and I would just play his podcast and bake and cook. And I was cooking like elaborate meals. I really got into baking and cooking during COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like it just felt so good to do something with my hands and have a final product. Like, look at this. I just put time and effort into this. And now I have a product, like something to show for my efforts. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I listened to his podcast a lot and then, uh, heard about fit for service and I, got the Academy app and I was like, yeah, this is cool, but like, I want, where's the sauce? Um, <laughs> so I, I joined, I applied and I was so nervous. I was like, Oh God, I really hope I get in. Like, but I was at the same time saying like, if I don't get in, it's okay. It's just not the right time. But like, I really hope I get in. And then I did. And going to that first summit in Austin was fucking life-changing. And then this last one in Sedona, fucking life-changing. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful. Yeah. So, so, so grateful. You dove into the deep end with like starting in with the Austin one and the elemental games and like, uh, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> that was which a lot. Was, yeah. It was a lot, which was so perfect. Cause I initially was like, damn it. Why didn't I join during the divine feminine? Like that's my shit. Like that would have been so good. But of course I needed to join. I was meant to join during the masculine um, mm-hmm. because that's, I'm definitely much more comfortable in my feminine. And I really, met my power for the first time during that summit i never met that like warrior goddess <laughs> until the competition and then once i met her i was like whoa she is a force she is a force do you have like a standout moment from that summit or more precisely from the games i, I can share mm-hmm. mine afterwards if you like yeah i would love to hear yours too yeah. um oh yeah mine was for sure the one-on-one dance off um my my competition uh, just that whole day, I felt so, I woke up and just felt so confident and sure of myself in a way I've never felt in my life. Like I did not have even one little voice of judgment or self-doubt like at all, which has never happened. I don't know exactly what happened, but it was just the perfect recipe for. And, um, all I'm going to leave it all on the dance floor and I'm going to fucking win. Um, yeah, I just went ape shit. I like blacked out. I don't know exactly what I did, but I, I saw the photos after and it was a wild time. And the photo, like my eyes, there's these photos of me and my eyes are completely different. It's truly like this warrior goddess part of myself just completely took over and was there and present. And I'll never forget that. Had you felt that kind of energy before or was that like a no, never, never. Cause I, I kind of had this story that I wasn't competitive because I didn't really care about sports in high school. Like I was a cheerleader cause I liked dancing and I never really cared about sports. But once I uh, got in an arena where I actually was motivated and felt safe enough, I guess, to express, oh yeah, I'm competitive. And yesterday in the ice bath, I was like, I'm not getting out till he's getting out. Like he's not getting out till I'm getting out. I'm staying in here for fucking 15 minutes if I have to. Did you, end up, did you end up staying the longest? Well, no, I mean, I got out first because someone else said like, 
they've been in there for like 15 minutes and there was a whole line forming right. to get in. So I was like, okay, I'll get out. Yeah. <laughs> but I um, wouldn't want. <laughs> not that it matters winning or losing, but did you win the <laughs> dance? The dance? Outfit? I did. I did. All three judges voted for me, which was, I was amazed. It was such a cool moment. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, the, the, the competition was definitely like the, so I, I ended up going uh, in the tug of war Mm-hmm. and it was against so intense yeah it was against joe uh coletta who i think was with you on the water mm-hmm. on the water team yeah um i felt like it was a good matchup you know for some reason like the, I, you know aubrey all week was telling us like when you feel like when it's going to be your time you'll know it like you will feel a call inside mm-hmm. and you will step up and you will know what to do and it, it'll all be you know exactly as it's supposed to be and i really did feel that like in the five seconds before I stepped up, I was like, oh, this is my time. And yeah, then uh, me too. And so I was cool. like, oh, I know I'm going to call the water team. Oh, I know it's going to be Joe. I know it's going to be the tug of war. Like it all like, it's yeah. almost like I called it in without saying anything. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he steps up and we're, we're good buddies, you know? And so it, we went into it with like a friendly competition attitude. And I felt like it was going to be a good matchup. I thought I had a good chance of winning, but I, you know, he ended up pulling me over the line. But yeah in the like those like seconds right after and I went right back to like being you know eight years old and like feeling defeat in front of like everyone in school and my little boy was just like crushed but also wanted to be proud because I knew what I was there for I just like I saw all of it and like all the other times in my teenagehood and adulthood when I like felt defeated just like I felt all of it and I like walked back to my team and I'm I don't know what my face looked like. There's no photo, but I I couldn't even like think of like what my face looked like. I wasn't crying or anything. I don't think I was upset. I was probably like fake smiling from, you know, just the the pleasure Mm -hmm. of competing. But yeah, so I'm just like standing there and things carry on. And all of a sudden, like I feel Aubrey's hands come up like behind me and he like puts them on my chest, like from behind. Mm -hmm. He's like, just feel your power. And he like rubs my heart. And I just started sobbing. I like... I released like all of the like toxic competitive like masculine bullshit I was all just like like (laughs) (laughs) it all came out of me and it felt so good like to 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 just like say thank you and goodbye to all of these feelings Mm. and yeah it was it was like really a powerful moment and then the, the party that night also is like a lot of things happened for me. Like, first of all, I was fucking blast. But, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, my mind just kept trying to build stories in the way that it would like in high school where you're like, uh, should I go talk to these people? Should I dance here? People are going to mm-hmm. judge my dance moves. Like, I just felt like my unease, like within myself, you know, not because anyone was saying or doing anything, but just like internally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was almost like the opportunity to rewrite those stories as well and to like see your mind at play and be like, no, that's actually not the case. I don't know what you're trying to do right now, but like yeah. bugger off, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> and, I and at times I wanted to just like go sit down and be by myself and be quiet and just like enjoy the music that was crazy and like watch everybody dance. And so I would just go sit on those velvety couches and like almost like get into like a meditative state and like be by myself and I felt so comfortable like sitting there by Mm. myself 
And then I don't know where someone will come up and start chatting with me or have a beautiful chat and then they would move on. And then I would go back and dance. Like it was just like this, mm. like I was really like in a flow state of like being, you know, this. Yeah. yeah. No agenda, like nowhere you have to be. No one's wanting you to be anywhere. Just. Yeah. Like I feel like the, the whole day, like going from the competition to the party was like an opportunity to relive our high school days and like rewrite oh, yeah. those stories. Like yeah. I would, that's what I told Caitlin, like that evening when I chatted with her, I was just like, this is high school, except mm -hmm. we get to do it with the right awareness and the right state, you know, where it doesn't have to be, have like all this toxicity and competition and jealousy around it. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Like that was kind of like prom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I, I, I had a moment like that too. Um, during the dance like I was having so much fun I was in I was feeling so confident from earlier like I just was ready to express mm -hmm. and just be in my power and dance the night away and I did for a long time and then it was like I was talking to Steph about this too because she had a similar experience it was like a all of a sudden after hours of being there this veil just lifted mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the magic was like gone and I was there and I felt like everyone was talking and saying bad things about me and I felt like everyone was looking at me and I just started getting so insecure like so insecure in a, in a way that I normally don't feel like it literally felt like everyone was whispering about me that mm -hmm. strongly and I just was looking around like is everyone whispering yep. about me what's going on and I don't know exactly what happened like maybe the music changed or the lights or I'm not sure but it was such a just internal battle all of a sudden. And um, Steph and I kind of got together and we're like, what just happened? Like, I feel so, we both were like, I feel so insecure. What's going on? And then we just kind of were like, okay, this is just a story. I don't know what's happening, but like the woman that we just, the women we just were 20 minutes ago, free expressive dancing is still who we are. Mm. Okay. And we just kind of dropped in and like sat and watched for a little bit. And then, and then we decided to leave, but it's so interesting how the mind can just switch like pure. I was completely in my body. And then all of a sudden yeah. I was completely in my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you had like, or what have been other highlights from fit for service, be it in Austin or uh, in Sedona just now? Hmm. Um, oh man, Sedona was such a trip. <laughs> so emotionally intense dear god like i didn't i want to hear more about that what, what, so what was intense for you i had a really intense week as well but I love to yeah um i mean just kicking it off with the soul wander mm -hmm. i've never done anything like that before and i driving onto the property that day in the car i started getting so anxious and so heavy and the rest it was a very surreal like slow motion movie kind of moment i was in the middle of this van with a bunch of people and everyone's chattering laughing giggling like having these great conversations and I'm just like all of a sudden like whoa and I feel like I'm in slow motion super heavy and I could just feel this is going to be huge and so I started taking deep breaths and kind of meditating on the way there and like just preparing my body because I, I knew I was about to go into a huge portal of something and then when I, I was so ready to I was like I told someone in the car like I'm gonna ball the entire time I just know it like I'm so ready to release whatever this is and then get out there, get on the land. I don't go that far. I find a little spot and I just sit down with my like hands and head kind of hanging over my knees. And I just start weeping immediately, just weeping and weeping and weeping. And it was so 
I cried the entire time, all three, the whole three hours. And it like moved at first. It was weeping just in admiration of mother earth. And it was kind of like, I will never be worthy enough of this. Like, how could I ever possibly be grateful enough for all of this? Like, how is this real? How do I get to experience this? And I was just weeping, like, I'm sorry, I'll never be good enough. Like, I'm sorry, I don't take care of you as best I should. And it was, it started with that. And then went into the realization that I needed to leave my marriage. So that was the big, heavy thing that was coming. And it just hit me like ton of bricks. Like you need to leave. You need to leave. And I sat out loud. I was like, Oh my God, I need to leave. And then I just waterworks. Mm. And I, I've, I've never felt the actual physical sensation of being held by mother earth before. Like I understood the concept, but I never felt that until that day. And I had this little like kind of dip in the the land that I was in and I just curled up in a ball and it truly felt like she was just holding me and hugging me. And I just wept and wept and wept and wept into the soil. And I felt, I was like, oh my God, she's hugging me. Like she has me, I'm held, I'm held, it's okay. Oh man, it was so powerful. And then it just went through all these different different stages and it got psychedelic at the end, Um, just, sober but it, it turned into a psychedelic experience I think because I was crying so much and I was so cracked open that by the end of it I was seeing auras on the trees and the mountains and all the animals and I was seeing like glittering orbs everywhere and I was seeing my my color my energy and it was just so then I ended it being completely in awe again of existence and like so grateful to be alive so that kicked it off <laughs> that's amazing yeah, it was so powerful. That kicked it off. And then all the workshops were all about relationships and sacred union. Mm. And I had realized I needed to leave my marriage. So it was intense because it was just, but it was also so perfect because I got to process so many things in real time with supportive people around and just space to feel all of it. Um, yeah. How about you? The, so the, the soul wonder was definitely powerful as well. It was a little bit more quiet for me like but it was just about seeing how comfortable I was in the quiet and the peace and just Mm -hmm. like sitting there I could have sat there for like another you know the rest of the day or more days (laughs) yeah week and I was like oh this is like actually really comfortable for me like Mm -hmm. I my mind got very quiet I like played with the sand a little bit I like enjoyed the, the animals that were going by and like it was it was just like a very peaceful quiet experience for me but in a way that I was like oh like I realized how comfortable I am with it It was like a a bit of a catalyst in my like appreciation for who I am and my quiet nature um yeah but the, the rest of the week was just like energetically very powerful I kept dropping into like this I don't, I still don't really know what to call it, but kind of like the void where like things happen energetically uh, during like Kaya's activation. Oh man, yeah. I lied there and I could just like feel everybody's energies and light. And I was just like, I was like, it was again, like a psychedelic experience, Mm -hmm. you know, without necessarily the psychedelic. It was, uh, the whole week it just like kept happening and the, the breath work so for those who don't know uh it's lucas and mackie right are their names it's awaken ella? Breath. Is, is ella? ella oh sorry i thought 
Lucas know. and Hella. I it was yes, Hella. you're right. It's awakened breath, um, and it's uh, basically for an hour you're just breathing through your mouth, uh, getting oxygenated, and it becomes a psychedelic experience for a lot of people. Um, what happened to me basically I ended up just like shedding all of my humanity like mm. I could see how difficult we humans make it for ourselves you know like with all these titles and roles and obligations and yeah I- ideologies and when in reality we're all just like connected to nature and just <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's okay to enjoy like these things we make we, it so hard <laughs> we make it so hard and I just like I wept and wept and wept and like yeah. I got into like fetal position it's just like oh. sobbed and then I like catch myself like, okay and then I would start breathing again and then it would happen again it just like three, <laughs> three or four rounds of just like <laughs> like yeah. melting myself away but then also like hearing what everybody else was experiencing like the energy like I never opened my eyes to look but you could tell like people were releasing like really deep, deep stuff. Were you in the first group or the second group? I was in the first group. Okay. Yes. Same. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. It was so, I've never done breath work like that before. Like I've yeah. done um, some gamma breath work with Eva on calls, but I've never uh-huh. done that strong of breath work. And when they were warning us at, or not warning, but telling us that like the tetany, I think it's called, right. Where you yep. cramp up. I was like, Oh, I wonder, mm, yeah, I didn't really think anything of it. My hands were like knobby and gnarled in this crazy painful way that I felt like I, I, I was shocking to me that they were like that. And, um, then at some point I just realized like, I don't need to have them like this. Like it, I am in control. This is my body. And I just like released it and like slowly finger by finger put my my fingers back up and then I realized why they were shut like that is because all the energy is in my hands like that's where all of my my magic is it comes through my hands and as soon as I opened my hands I could just feel like the like there was so much there that I had to be using it or else it would lock up so I just started doing like all of the healing things on myself which is really fun because I can tap into that pretty easily for other people but for me it's it's not the same um so that was a space where I could really just go to town on myself and I was like clearing like ancestral um weight on my womb and like past life trauma on my throat and I was just getting in there and doing all this amazing work and it was so joyful the whole time and and oftentimes I find myself getting distracted by other people and what they're experiencing and feeling their energy but this time I was so present in my own experience and I was just like cycling all this energy through and I was like smiling and laughing and it was it was, it was awesome yeah. um sounds like you really dropped into like a a playful or like a arena in which you could play and try different things and yeah, yeah. exactly it really was very playful I'm like okay let's try this let's see this <laughs> and then yeah the Kaya Ra Oh my God, that activation. I remember looking around after and I was just in like a (laughs) super. And I remember looking at Nikki and she was kind of just, and then I looked over at you and we were just like, where are we? What just happened? I don't know if you saw the clouds. Yes. I was like, what? I was wanting to ask. I was what? Okay. What did you see? Because I mean, I, I don't know. I can't recall like specific things, but I have never in my entire life. Me neither. I've, and I've traveled a lot around the world. Like I've seen shit, but 
I have never in my entire life seen clouds nearly as insane as those ones. Like I, yeah, I, I can't even like Google a picture of it. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like etched in my mind forever. It was like all these like shapes and symbols and like, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Just, she was, she was calling in so many beings. Yeah. I was, I, yeah. I knew that it was like because of her or for her, you know, that like this cloud formation was happening. Like, oh, yeah. To me, there was no doubt. I'm like, oh, these clouds are here because she's here. Yeah. (laughs) She called this in (laughs) for sure. And I had glasses on and I kept putting my glasses down Mm. because I was like, is it my glasses doing this? But I saw like crazy cloud formation, but I saw like one big rainbow and then a rainbow coming out in like a loop from another cloud and then multiple uh, neon pink and blue clouds and I kept going like this and as soon as I saw it I was like oh starseed like in my head I was like oh starseed some like starseed planet is here some being is here and here they are in like these purple and blue clouds and it wasn't like a it's like a psychedelic experience again and I just kept putting my glasses down I'm like what is happening and I kept blinking and opening my eyes and it was still there and I was kind of looking around like is everyone seeing this shit what's happening yeah (laughs) wow I'm, I'm glad I wasn't the only one, but it took me like a solid, you know, 20, 30 minutes afterwards to like get off, peel myself off the floor. I couldn't get up. I didn't want to eat. I just yeah. wanted to lay there and like melt into the earth. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was like done eating. People next to me, they're like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I just like, I need a moment still. Oh to my like, God, same. I should have yeah. come and sat by you because I was in that same. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you feel like you have gotten out of fit for service? Like when you reflect back on I guess the, the two trimesters in the last, you know, six, seven, eight months. How do you feel like your life has changed or what have you gotten out of it? Wow. Um, what haven't I got out of it? <laughs> it it really feels like, I guess, like condensing it down is it it's really given me the permission to live fully, like to live for my soul. And it's like some beautiful combination of it feels like it's, it's mostly the people that connect there. Like the energy that is made when all of these different people come together, just creates some type of portal or something Mm -hmm. for radical change, because I do love the workshops. I love the speakers, but it, it feels like it's the people. Um, The energy has been very, very transformative for me. And yeah, just meeting like the first, the first one, I really felt like I met my power. I met I met what I'm capable of and like the permission to step into that in a safe way and be seen for it and be held in it. Um, And then this last time was just like softening into um, actually it was more like a death and rebirth, like just letting it all go and, and sovereign being like, that was such a powerful concept from Kyra. Like I am a sovereign fucking human being. Like I can do, I can live for me. Like my life is truly my own. And that's something that's really stuck with me. Like I can live for me as my soul is calling me with no, like there's really nothing stopping me except myself. <laughs> right. Especially I think, you know, as we're all conditioned to like fit into a certain box and to, you know, operate in this world based on, you know, certain limits you know to realize that you can actually move through life following your intuition and doing the things that you feel called to do like it's for me that has been probably like the number one thing that I've gone out of it this year as well 
and yeah a lot of it is from the people who are there and just being surrounded by such vulnerable and you know honest people it, it just brings the walls down and everybody's very honest and open yeah, you almost get to like experience what does it feel like for a week to operate in that kind of environment and it changes you and it changes the people around you yeah because it I feel like it really stretched my like uh perception of of what's possible in the world and like in especially with pleasure and not like just in a sexual way because I haven't had sexual experiences in paper service um asterisks like <laughs> don't, don't sue me Aubrey um but it's it's like pleasure in terms of like going on beautiful hikes and having amazing laughs with friends and really dropping into a deep conversation and crying and feeling like the full grief like I just feel so stretched with what I want to experience and I'm capable of experiencing like what this body is actually capable of feeling um has been so cool to see that and mm. it just keeps every summer and I'm like there's no way there's no way it could be like more intense than last time but yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do you ever experience uh guilt around pleasure like mm. for mm. for me like not all forms of pleasure but my life is like incredible like I'm so grateful for it every day and everything that I have and but up until pretty recently, like it also comes with a fair amount of guilt, you know, mm -hmm. about, you know, how unfair life can be to some and not to others. And, or on a micro scale, you know, about enjoying a, you know, bowl of ice cream at 10 p.m. when, you know, like that's not <laughs> the healthiest <laughs> habit, but, you know, the, the, the judge and the guilt kind of like kick in around this like thing that should be pleasurable and just like fucking enjoy it, you know, like yes. uh, joy. Yeah, joy <laughs> for me, like I'm just seeing like how much it comes with a lot of guilt, you know, and it, yeah. it serves no purpose. It really serves no purpose. Yeah, the, the ice cream. But it's, it's funny how that comes out in those moments. It's like, I'm just enjoying a bowl of fucking vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Like, why is this, why, why is my judge coming out right now? Like so strongly. Um, I totally, I totally resonate with that. And this like phrase that's just really kept repeating in my mind. I don't know when exactly it started, but I think it came through in a poem or something, but I will be wild in the pursuit of the pleasure that is mine. Like, that's just this phrase that I keep repeating and um, yeah, continuing to stretch myself and then just feeling how good it feels to <laughs> be in a state of pleasure and like receiving from the universe and, and like an experience specifically was in Sedona. I went to the birthing cave with mm -hmm. my apologies, such is life in Costa Rica. Last time I, there was a two hour power outage. So we had to like, we, like we did one half and then had to carry on on oh, another man. day. So I'm Why glad this was like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Yeah. No worries. So you were talking about pleasure practices and you were just starting the story about the, the, the cave that, or the, the oh. cave that you guys climbed okay. up. Thank you. Cause I was like, I have no yeah. idea what I was saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you go to the womb, the birthing cave when you were there? I did not. <clears throat> oh my gosh. It's this magical cave shaped in the, the shape of a cervix. And like when you're in it, it looks like you're looking out from the cervix. So cool. 
um, and women would go there to, to give birth in this magical cave. And so uh, I was very drawn there. I just wanted to feel that like fucking feminine power of giving birth on this stone floor in the middle of this mountain. Like what? So cool. Um, so anyway, we were all there and we like took our tops off and started howling. And it was just so nice. It was so pleasurable in like the way of feeling the freedom that is, is somehow taboo, but it's just, it's so natural. Like here we are in this cave. How many other women have been in here, you know, naked or howling or screaming and all these different, like maybe from pleasure, maybe from pain, maybe from sadness, all of it. And it just felt completely free. And so that was just another way that I pushed myself to experience that new level of freedom. It's like, okay, well then how can I push that even further? Like, what can I experience now to bring back and like bring into my, my everyday life? Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Like I see you now and I'm like, like, I would assume that you've been like this like spiritual being for like, you know, years or decades, <laughs> but a lot of, the, it sounds like a lot of the experiences for you have been fairly new. So it's, it's just interesting. Like the almost like the story my mind has built around you, uh -huh. but also how much like you embody, you know, all of these experiences right from the get-go. Like, it seems like, it feels like you don't really have much resistance to them and you're like fully leaning into all of it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have resistance. That's the funny thing that I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been just asking, like, put me in coach, like, show me where to go. Yeah. I'm so ready. Like all of my prayers every morning, I'm like, may, may I be a vessel for the divine? Mm. Like, may I be a vessel for the divine? Like, please, like I'm ready. Yeah. Show me. And it's been happening very fast. Um, every, everything I've been asking for has been coming like so, so, so fast. And mm. I'm just, I'm really ready to, I mean, level up in any way that I, I already have been, but anyway, that is for the highest good. I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. about it um do you ever come up against any resistance in like your spiritual practices at all are you like ah today i don't feel like meditating uh, like i don't want to dance today you know <laughs> oh yeah dancing i forgot that's like my my main thing um i it's i feel like it's more the gratitude aspect that sometimes i forget to drop into or kind of take for granted like I really feel so much better when I first thing in the morning drop in and like just give gratitude for being alive like I try to do that right when I wake up just like hand on my heart like thank you so much for this existence thank you so much for this body thank you for the opportunity to live another day um and when I don't do that it it my my day feels a little off but sometimes I don't, don't do it I don't know I don't know exactly why but more the resistance for me is more with like sharing things online um which i'm i've been you know working to just say like fuck it like this is my truth here it is whoever is meant to be here will be here yeah. whoever's not will leave um and a lot of people have left because you know they signed up for like makeup tutorials and fashion fashion outfits and i'm out here like howling naked and writing poetry and talking about reincarnation so you know um slightly different audience slightly different audience but at but the same time i'm sure it's interesting to see like the overlap you know of people who can be in both and who are you know here for 
olive rohini you know be it mm. the makeup fashionista <laughs> or this like spiritual goddess you know yeah it is it has been really cool because a lot of my audience has followed me for like four years mm. so we've just grown so much together and and the ones that I've connected with that are on a spiritual path it's so cool to see like how it's aligned and the 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 beautiful goddesses that have come to my events like my goddess circles and it's just amazing like I've been following you for four years like when you're in New York and blah 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 and now yeah. we're, we're here dropping into this meditation and sharing our souls and it's just mm-hmm. so amazing so what are those what do those events consist of like what happens <clears throat> during those days yeah um oh it's so exciting um <laughs> each one's a little different because I'm just I've been starting out with it recently but they've been incredible so far like uh I always like to start with um, kind of a guided visualization. It, it's, it is a meditation, but it's more, more visual. Like I'm really leading everyone to different places. Um, like my first uh, event, I did a visualization going into the castle of your mind, like the castle of your psyche and, and seeing who is there, seeing like if your queen is there or like your judge or who, whoever is there. Um, and then uh, seeing, introducing this concept of uh, your half dead thing, which I got from this poem by Jessica Alex Hesser. Um, like, I think it says, it's like, you're not here to be a half dead thing. Wake up and live. Mm. I just, oh, I love that so much. Yeah. So I, yeah, like you're half dead thing. Mm. So introducing that concept and like, where is this half dead thing? Like, what does she look like? Is she like slumped over? Like, what is she wearing? What's her energy? Like, what does she say to you? Like, what's her tone of voice and leading them through meeting this part of themselves and then after writing a letter or a poem to this half dead thing. And it was so, so powerful. So um, a lot of open sharing, Um, poetry is involved because I just love poetry so much. Um, And I I use that in cue phrase that he shared, like, if it's your truth, it's a poem. Mm. I, it, in cue, that was, fucking amazing the first summit he's it really was like I actually hated poetry up until like that workshop and then he wow. made us write and I was like oh shit I'm actually able to write oh, poetry. Shit, I'm doing it <laughs> I'm doing it <laughs> yeah look at yeah. me I'm doing it yeah. yeah it I don't know exactly what it is about it but it just feels like the most honest thing mm-hmm. whenever I hear someone's poem who's never they've never written a poem before it's still, if it's from that place of truth, it's so powerful. Like it just takes away all of the extra like layers of bullshit feels like. And it's just this like condensed chunk of truth. (laughs) And it's so, yeah, so, so powerful. Um, Yeah. And then last time I offered some Reiki during the session and um, I hope to start doing more ceremonies too. That's what I'm really interested in. Mm. Um. (laughs) sharing that experience with you after fit for service the mushroom and sound healing with john and nicole was also one of my highlights from that week even if it wasn't you know connected in any way to fit for service itself just sharing that space with you and seeing you work your magic like around the room and you know for me having the opportunity to work with mine at at the very end like it was all just like so powerful like it was yeah I feel like you and I have a lot of similarities in that like our hands like for me too it's a big thing that comes through in ceremonies mm-hmm. uh when we we're here for ayahuasca last year like one of the nights I spent 
again, like in this like void black dimension and I could see everybody's light, but I was shooting energetic love out of my hands, like mm. to people. And I, I was like, oh, that person needs it. And I'd be like, like yes, send yes. it over to them. And then I would play with it. I would make like a little ball of love and I would like shoot hoops to like all the way oh to the other God, room. Like I actually amazing. have fun with it. Yeah. And then I would feel wow. depleted, kind of like what you were saying before too. You know, I would feel depleted and then I would like bring the hands to myself and just kind of make oh myself gosh. feel better so I could like re-energize and then like use my hands again. And mm. yeah, Reiki is something wow, that's so cool. yeah, Reiki is something that has been calling to me as well. Uh, I've never fully experienced it other than you know with you during that ceremony, and like we have a a body worker here as well who who does it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it, it I feel like I have a course in Reiki coming up in my near future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I did a Reiki. I did Reiki level one. Um, and it was very activating, like getting the uh, attunements from the Reiki master was so activating. Like my hands were just on fire. Um, but the, the energy, like similarly with you, like it was already there, like things were already wanting to come through, through my hands. And I almost, part of me feels like Reiki is just like a permission slip kind of to start doing this because what, like what has been unfolding and same, I mean, with you, like shooting hoops of <laughs> unconditional love at people like that's like, I mean, Reiki just means spiritual energy. So yes, of course it is that, but it's, it's also so much more like it's, it's, it's your own special little sauce of magic that is like Reiki and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. And I do really feel like hands is, whoops, is where it's at, you know, for, for me as well. Like that's, that's my tool, you know, physical yeah. tool oh, that yeah. I can really use. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're wearing our white and black again, like in the ceremony, <laughs> yin and yang. Yeah. I, I know like for ayahuasca, they say to always, you know, come dressed in white, but I, I, I am curious what happens if I come dressed in black? I just love like nice black spiritual attire, just like, you know, capes yeah. and layers and like all black. I don't know. I feel so comfortable with it. So. <laughs> I, man, I forgot what it was, but my Reiki master was saying you can either wear black or white. Um, and I forgot, I should look it up, but I know there's a very like profound spiritual meaning for wearing black too, that I think it's something to do with honoring death and like all of the birth that comes mm. from it. And so she was saying like, it's, it's beautiful to wear black. Um, it doesn't make you not pure or anything. Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good. I'll, I'll look it up. Like, I'll make cool. sure. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going back in March. So I'm uh, starting to think I'm about going, it. I'm going in on December 3rd. Okay that's the trip you're going to peru right with uh mm -hmm. with cat cat mm -hmm. yeah amazing yeah so exciting have you sat with ayahuasca before no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah i'm like my again my senses are so stretched and like what i know is possible is so blown open right now that i'm just like <laughs> i'm ready for anything and also yeah what how can it be more than this but i know it's going to be so yeah yeah it, it's amazing that you're able to feel so much and sense so much and you know see and feel um you know like I, i'm able to a little bit but i do need the help of the plants you know to tap into that space more easily i think it's just important to recognize you know that we're not all the same and I feel like sometimes I'll hear other people who are really tapped in on their own. And I'll feel bad about myself, you know, for not being that way and needing, you know, yeah. the help, you know, to, to get into that space. Oh yeah. Me too. Like I, 
I, it's so funny, these little things. I'm like, oh, I always get kind of jealous when people get like visions. Like I don't yeah. ever get really visions. It's more like phrases, uh-huh. colors, and then like a lot of sensation, a lot of energy, but it's not vision. So then people are like, oh, I had this vision of you doing this, this, and this, and it's in all this detail. I'm like, man, I want to do that. <laughs> it's so funny. Like we each have our own, our own medicine to bring. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have a specific intention you're bringing with you? Have you thought of it or not yet? I have. So there's five ceremonies. It's spread out yeah. over two weeks. So there's quite okay. a lot of ceremonies. And I've been trying to figure out what my intention is because so much has shifted for me in the last month that it kind of shook up everything that mm-hmm. I think would have wanted to come out um, with Aya. So I'm kind of feeling like my first one to just go in with the intention of getting to know um, grandmother Aya, like introducing myself, getting to know her and just learning like how, how, who she is, how she works, anything that she wants to tell me in like a very, like, here I am, like I'm, I'm a humble student. I want to learn. Um, and then I've also thought to ask, uh, to see my past lives and go into my past lives and how they are affecting me now, because with that, uh, being persecuted for my gifts, I feel it's, becoming lighter but I my whole life I felt like this fear that someone's gonna come get me like when I run up the stairs I my whole childhood I always thought someone would grab my ankle and drag me back down Mm. like I've always been so scared that someone's gonna get me like in a parking garage I'm just so paranoid um and all of these things like my throat and just I I know there's so much there so I I I think I want to see it but at the same time I know it's going to probably be very intense um, mm-hmm. and hard to see, but, uh, and, and my, my main intention is to, uh, learn and get any downloads, any codes <laughs> of healing abilities from, from Aya that she wants to share with me. That would be helpful because, um, I was talking to blue about it at the summit and she was like, just ask, like, just mm-hmm. ask, just learn from Aya. Like she is an amazing teacher. Like she's taught me so many of my, my gifts and techniques and things. So that was one of the best pieces of advice that was shared with me also before uh, going last mm-hmm. year uh, with someone who uh, has sat with Aya for, you know, 50 plus times. And is, wow. you know, she's, you know, a shaman and a priestess in her own right. And yeah, she said, like, interact with ayahuasca. Like, you know, you can speak to it and you'll hear things back. And if you feel nervous going into it, just ask her to be gentle, you know, like really mm-hmm. fully like have this conversation. And I did I, like, I would drink the cup and go back and sit down and be like, I trust you, please <clears throat> be gentle. I love you. Oh, I trust beautiful. you, please be gentle. Oh. I love you. Like I just like, until like I got into the space and like the takeoff as a result wasn't as, as rough. And I purged in other ways, but I didn't, like I was, I didn't feel like vomiting or shitting my pants, wow. you know, and I didn't like the whole week that I was there. I shook wow. it out. I cried it out. I made insect noises. Like I did all <laughs> the other things, but that were more <laughs> gentle, you know, in a way than yeah, like, you know, leaning over your bucket and like, ah. and some people enjoy that and the, the intensity and the, you know, they're all for it. I'm like, cool, but I, I'd rather shake it <laughs> rather out. Rather make you know? cricket noises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like snap my fingers very loudly, you know? Like, yeah. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yeah, snapping. It's so funny I, what comes soon. Ceremony. I'm like, whoa, what am I doing now? Like, what's happening? This is so fun. It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, have you always believed in past lives or is it something that's more recent for you? 
I, I always have my my mom's very into all of this and she right. she's a Vedic astrologer and uh spiritual in her own right in a different way but very spiritual um um and she always told me about how when I was like three we were shopping at some store and we were going past a bunch of dresses or like a sweater or something and I was like oh, I want to get, like, I want to get that for Gita. She would like that. And my mom was like, who's Gita? And she's like, I said, oh, my other mom before you. Mm. <laughs> and I've always, I've always resonated with past lives and I've been super fascinated by it. And there's so many things that I can't explain logically. Like I'm terrified of bridges, terrified. Mm. I hate driving on a bridge in a car. It's like the worst thing ever. And I was so scared of the ocean for so long. Um, there's so many things that I just don't, I know it's beyond this this lifetime yeah yeah how about you uh, i i can't say that i always have but what i want to say was like for the skeptics who might be listening is what helped me a lot was just like watching youtube videos on near-death experiences or reading about past lives you know just like the, the amount of stories that there are that often are very similar from one another especially with like near death like there's you know, I know science, you know, is just starting to explore that, but yeah. anecdotally, like there's definitely enough evidence to show that something happens, you know, after we die mm -hmm. and it has some patterns and some, you know, some things are, you know, occur for a lot of people. Once I started watching those, I was like, it really helped me believe, you know, that there is more than just like this one life, one body. And then that has extended, obviously, into past lives. You know, if you believe in life after death or, you know, your soul living after death, then obviously past lives exist as well. It's so trippy to try and yeah. I just would rather not figure it all out because it would make my brain explode. Absolutely. I'm like, I'm just gonna like all the, the soulmate yeah. connections and like friends and, totally. and lovers and like partners and all there's just there's so much. Yeah. And some people are good. Like they live in that, you know, astral plane and they're able to be there all the time. Some people I think need to be a little closer to the ground and do the work here. And that's part of like what I'm learning as well as like, where do I belong on this like scale? You oh, know, yeah. I remember you talking about that after ceremony or like, I'm kind of like in between, like up there, but like in between. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely closer to earth, but like maybe just like hovering a little bit above it so I can like connect, but I also need to like do work here, yeah. but I'm also not one to like, I don't know if this is like a cop out. I don't think that it is like, I've been looking at it very honestly within myself but like I'm not one to go to like protests and like try to dismantle like the mm -hmm. the the systems that humans have built and I do support the people and I want to be there for them and you know energetically I, I'm there with it but I feel like my energy and my truth is better spent mm -hmm. you know helping people on a more individual basis like helping them heal themselves mm -hmm. which then propagates into like healing the entire world like that's I totally resonate that's where that. I feel it yeah yeah I totally resonate with that too absolutely it's it's like the I mean you're doing the thing that I've always felt like is going to be my my biggest impact my most most important way to serve is by having kids I've always felt that and you know that's how it, it lives on so. yeah <laughs> I guess I am doing it it just doesn't feel like you're doing much on some days you're like oh just got through another day having changed the world you know but uh, <laughs> just creating some beautiful souls living living their truth 
yeah, exactly. Um, last question, which I love to ask all of my guests. Um, what is spirituality for you? Ooh, okay. <laughs> Ended on a banger. Um, what is spirituality for me? Um, I would say that we all, everything in existence has a spirit of some sort, like a, a light, yeah, within, within all of us everything that we look at, even like this cup in front of me has some type of light within it. And spirituality for me is um, like, how can I come back to that connection and that recognition of the light and everything every single day? Um, yeah, just a little bit more coming, coming back to that center and that light and that truth in everyone, because I, yeah, it's so, life is so beautiful seeing unconditional love and, and everything. It's just, it's so incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so appreciative of you, not only for taking the time to sit down with me, but just for being on this planet at the same time as I am yeah. and <laughs> that our paths, you know, crossed and I'm sure they will many times, you know, in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how can people find you and what event any events that you want to share coming up? Oh yeah. Um, thank you for that. That was a beautiful compliment. Um my Instagram is Rohini Elise, um, R-O-H-I-N-I-E-L-Y-S-E. And I'm doing a women's retreat um with Sarah Howitt at the end of January um in Maine, January 20th to 24th. It's gonna be super powerful, a death and rebirth uh retreat mm -hmm. we're gonna do like funeral individual funeral funeral rituals for every woman it's it's gonna be fucking incredible wow. um and you can find that on my instagram and then my podcast is acting my age um you can find Love that, that name. podcast <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's funny because i started just talking about random stuff and then now it's all spirituality and yeah. just my, my process but and you do that one on your own right it's just a solo cast yeah, sometimes I bring people on. I I've brought quite a few fit for service people on, but I'm interviews are a little. I'm like getting used to that. It's yeah. it, I'm so much more comfortable just solo casting. I like really drop in and just channel whatever comes through. But. That's so funny. If ever you see me do a solo cast, you can be like, oh, Daniel like is really comfortable with using his voice now because like that's like really? the thing that probably terrifies me the most to like sit oh, there and so speak for like thirty minutes. I'm like, uh, I'm good. I don't need. Wow, to you're more comfortable <laughs> being in the conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm most comfortable when people ask me questions because I don't need to, you know, be in charge necessarily as much. It's <laughs> yeah. funny, though, because like I'm in charge of my life in so many other ways. But, uh, you know, when it comes to conversation, like I don't want to take charge or at least I did. And now I'm like getting more and more comfortable with it. Well, this is this is such a treat. It was <laughs> it was so fun to be yeah, asked questions like it is nice i'm like okay what do we got now i'm just yeah here exactly you enjoying enjoying the ride yeah right <laughs> oh, thank you so much yeah thank you and i hope we see each other and chat again soon yes see you in costa rica yes <laughs> bye have a nice day bye you too